It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome into episode number one-third of Jobbing Out, as in I'm going to be here for about one-third of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and Brandon Linton. Uh, Boys, if you don't mind, and I apologize. I'm apologizing, but really this is Brandon's fault. If he wasn't running away to... Where where are you going tomorrow? Bush Gardens. Bush Gardens, thank you. It's my fault that we have to do the show on time. Yes, we every yeah. week for like the last month we've been able to move the show to Friday with no problem. And then this week I'm like, great, we can just move the show to Friday again. And Brandon's all like, ha f you. Um, so you, sh- you should have done it like uh, remember when AJ did the show from Epcot that one time? Oh, I do vaguely that. remember that. That would have been an I, option. I could have done it, but what a sh- what a yeah. selfish jerk you are for not being willing to do that. I hate you so. Deal with that. Um, yeah, that's the reality. I'm going to be here. We're going to do – the way we'll do this week is the boys will have plenty to say about uh, AEW and Raw and SmackDown and um, the the Raw SmackDown that we saw on Tuesday night on USA Network. Um, right. They'll have plenty to say about that, but I'm we're going to do NXT picks because uh, there is a Halloween Havoc coming up this weekend. We will do that at the start of the show, and then I'm going to have to duck out and let the boys handle the rest of it. So – that's what's on the docket for this week. Cool, cool. Halloween Sounds Havoc. Good. Halloween Havoc. Uh, hosted by Shotzi. Uh, why did they not give her her last name back, by the way? Why does everybody else get their names back except her? Good yeah, question. Shotzi's just kind of cool. Is it, though? Maybe, maybe, it, maybe her name is so unique that they were like, Eh, let's just go with Shotzi. But wasn't Shotzi Blackheart even cooler? <laughs> like, it, 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 maybe maybe she'll cast a spell and get her name back on Halloween Havoc. Okay, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, and then uh, it's her and Quincy uh, who are hosting the show. There are currently six matches on the card. Let's go through them one by one. Number one, spin the wheel, make the deal. Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller. We will do should win, will win again. Um, I, I, how long is Apollo Crews staying down there? Like, uh, I mean, this feels like a long-term thing to me. That's the the confusing part about this, right? Yeah. Because the, they, they've gone very slow. The obvious thing to do would be to have Grayson Waller beat Apollo Cruz because you know Apollo Cruz won't be around much longer. But if he's gonna be there, he has to do something, right? Like, I, unless he's just there to put people over. But then doesn't that take the sting out of it? Yeah, eventually, yes. But in the meantime, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. I'm this I honest to God, I'm really confused by this. I do think Grayson Waller needs a big win. I do think that like and we'll get to it. I think you need to reconsider your championship picture moving forward. But yeah, I mean I guess the answer is should Grayson Waller. The will is the more confusing part, but I'll stick with Grayson Waller and I'll stick with this being an easy one to figure out. It's, yeah, I mean, the only hesitation I have, I agree on Grayson Waller and, and needs a big win and should have the win and, and 
should beat Apollo Crews. But if you're looking at Apollo Crews challenging, whether it is for the NXT title or even the North American title right after this, then like I think that's a direction you could absolutely go depending on who wins those belts respectively. And if that's the case, absolutely go with Apollo Crews as far as this should goes. I don't expect that right now. I don't know if Apollo Crews is just there to put people over, but I think largely that is his going to be his role for however long he stays down there. So because of that, I'm, I'm going to say shouldn't Will Grayson Waller. Okay. Funny. We actually very much disagree about this one. Um, I think that – so the story that they were telling with Apollo Crews coming to NXT was that he is coming there to win the title. Like that's the story they're telling. He never got to win the title. He's back here for unfinished business. They're doing this weird supernatural eye thing with him, which is really weird to me and confusing, and I'm not really sure what we're supposed to take. But Grayson Waller beat him last time. 100% the will is Apollo Crews is winning this match, and I'm more confident in that than any other match on this card. I have the sh- The should is a different conversation. I think the should is, I think that, If we go back to when NXT 2.0 began about a year ago, I think we all kind of chuckled at this guy, Grayson Waller, and how far behind him they were. And I think in the past year, we've seen exactly why they were so high on him. I think he's a really, really, really grown. Um, I think that he should be a focus. And I, for all those reasons, I do think he probably should win this match because he should be exactly what they were trying to make him be a year ago and it was just a little too early um but i i'm i'm i couldn't be more confident that the the will is apollo cruz i'm 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 confused by two things there i'm I saying confident i mean like I, again this is still a company that could have had a plan at <laughs> one point and said come on man like what are we doing why why is apollo cruz there there's no purpose for him and could just make change their mind at any moment so the, the, I, I, the story that you lay out or the points that you make, I think, are relevant. I just don't, I don't get the confidence. The I, weird part. That, go ahead, Aaron. I'm not. By the way, I was gonna say I'm not confident about any match on this. Yeah, card. I'm not. I'm not confident about any match on this card either. But that's. Part, I think that some of that is the nature of NXT, right? That like there are there are more considerations that you have to give than just who should win the match based on the work that they've done. Like you always have to keep in mind like what. What are the plans for everyone? And that always kind of plays in, into, especially as we've seen them flirting with more NXP people showing up on the main roster recently. It's just things you have to file away. But the other part about that's interesting when we talk about Grayson Waller, yeah, I think we all agree that we've seen it, except they haven't. Like, they cooled right. on Grayson Waller. Like, that's the interesting part to me. It's is, bizarre, right? Like, they like were the one. finally is the guy they want him to be. Right. They were, <laughs> they were red hot on him. We were all like, dude, what the F? And then just as we started to see it, we were like, oh, this makes sense. Then it went away. It's it's almost Ricky Starks-ish um, in the way that it's been handled. Like, I I think they should believe in Grayson Waller, and I think they should be doing that. It's it's so it's so confusing what you're doing with that. All right, uh, next up, uh, let's do the other spin the wheel, make the deal, a weapons wild match. Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade, Aaron. Again, like I said before, I think there's every single one of these matches I can make a compelling case for both sides. So it's just kind of about where they're going from here. And tipping my hand on a later match, uh, 
I think Roxanne Perez does become the person to dethrone Mandy Rose eventually, and it could be pretty soon. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to say this should, you know, it just kind of depends on their future. And I can't, the only thing I can really see uh, is Roxanne Perez. So I guess I'll say should Roxanne Perez, but I will say will Roxanne Perez. I mean, the, the should for me is the person with the brighter future without thinking about what that means. And by far, that's Roxanne Perez. We have seen Cora Jade and what that looks like. And it's not, it, I, I, I don't want to be unkind, but she's, I'm not there yet with her. Like, I don't, to me, that needs to be re-looked at. Like, we need to re-evaluate what we're doing with Cora Jade. I don't see pushing what she's doing to another level. I do see... Uh, Roxanne Perez, and uh, while all these people need a little bit of that, I think we've seen her wrestle on the main roster already, and the reports are that they were very happy with what they saw. So I think that the should is Roxanne Perez, and the will is a little harder for me. Um, I'm going to say I think it's a coin flip, because I think that if if they decide to pull Roxanne Perez and put her on the main roster, then they'd put Cora Jade over, right? So I'm going to say that should and will is Roxanne Perez, but I think just e as easily Cora Jade could win this match. All right, so I, the only thing I'm going to disagree with you about is I was I was the, the, the president of the what-in-the-world-do-you-think-you-see-in-Cora-Jade fan club, but in the last three to four weeks, I've started to see something. Um and I'm not, I'm not, you know, fully there yet. But I've started to see, obviously, getting rid of the skateboard. I, and I, and I do, I know it's such a small thing, but it's like Kyle O'Reilly's herky jerky. Like you, you have to, you have to fix it. It's so <laughs> distracting that I think it prevents us from seeing anything else the person might be capable of. Um, the skateboard was so embarrassing and so wretched that I, I do think that it hurt us in how we looked at Cora Jade. And then I think you combine that with the fact that we like knew her age and we knew like she wasn't fully ready on the mic just yet. Um, it, it all ended up being really bad. But more recently, as she settled, not when she first turned, but as she settled in this turn, I've started to see it. I have started to see the look. I have started to see all of the things that I think they saw that made them want to go for Cora Jade. Now, how that how that plays in here, I'm not sure. Um, to, to to all of the points that have been made, this is the difficult part about it, right? I probably agree with you, Aaron, that you know it would make sense for Roxanne Perez to be that person. But I've also wondered if internally they just didn't decide at some point that it was going to be Nikita Lyons and. They're not going to go away from that. Like, that's who they see as their next star in the women's division. And I don't know that I could argue with that necessarily either if that's the decision that they made. So I'm, I'm in a confused spot. I think, I think this, oh God, I think the should is Roxanne Perez. The will. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think is there, the, some, is there something to read into the way they let those matches play out too? Because they had no qualms about letting Roxanne Perez eat that pin to uh, to Rhea, but they w did a Smaz finish on the other one to not have Cora take the pin to to Raquel. 
And maybe you could chalk that up to just not doing the same thing twice or whatever. Right. But, mm-hmm. but I did. It did give me pause. Like, right. like why it. were they protecting Cora and not protecting? Right. I mean, it's worth thinking about it. Uh, ultimately, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they will Cora Jade, but I yeah I don't know. I I think they believe in Cora Jade. Um, I don't think that it's as deep as that means that even if they're thinking about Roxanne Perez, they still couldn't go back there at some point. I mean, they've had a pretty back and forth um, rivalry here, so I don't know. But I'm I I am really torn on it. Uh, uh, I should 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 Roxanne Perez will Cora Jade next? Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp in an ambulance match. If Julius Creed loses, Brutus Creed has to leave NXT. Brandon. I mean, listen. What are you, what are you, what are you eating, pal? What are you enjoying today? Is it a charcuterie board? Do you ever have Dot's Homestyle pretzels? Uh, I am familiar with Dot's Homestyle pretzels. When I used to be a, a man who would drink some beer, I would have a, a few Dot's Homestyle <laughs> pretzels. so good. Yeah. The Pride of Dakota. Not great for doing a show because they are quite dry. Um, yeah, it's that's a, true. It's a dry snack to try to enjoy like a during, during a yeah. show. When you try to delay hitting your button to turn your microphone back on and then <laughs> try to delay saying words afterwards, and it, it's just a little elongated in the process. Well, are you talking? No, no nobody timely, in particular. Yeah, is nobody. this a timely yeah. description? Okay. Yeah. So there's no way in which the Creed brothers are leaving. I mean, not one of them anyway. Like, if, well, if you're telling me like they get called up or whatever. Yeah, that's the, that's like, part of the yeah. part of the problem. You gotta. This is like a weird way to do it, right? Like, why is one guy leave? You know, like I, I, I and, and, story, but we'll get and other than the fact that uh, Damon Kemp is Gable Stevenson's brother, which I didn't know by the way, I don't see it with this guy. Um, so I think the Creed brothers just win. Unless there's some screwy Roderick Strong part of this, because that was a really bad that <laughs> that I mean, segment with him in the wheelchair was pretty rough. Um, understand? Anyways. It's it's easy for them if if he were to lose and Brutus has to leave, he could just leave too. <laughs> like I know, but it's, it's weird. it doesn't create a scenario where only well, I mean, like to say you're fighting for your brother's honor is what you're trying to do in the match, and then if he's got to leave, you can just also leave. I I don't think it's that hard. Um, that being said, but they did the thing with Roderick Strong in the wheelchair. Like, it feels like there's more of that kind of yeah that i would agree i don't think the creed brothers are done in nxt yet now i get why they you know they might be liked and it might be that triple h has his eye on them and all of those things but i don't think they're done just yet so i'm in agreement with you shouldn't will julius creed the one scenario i wonder uh if we could see play out and, and that would kind of explain why it's this specific thing and it could even tie roderick strong in there could we be seeing a situation where they're ready to call them up but because they they view Julius Creed as the potential breakout star of the two, uh, when that eventually happens, they want to see a small you know three month singles run from him in NXT. You get rid of Brutus, you have him tied up. Maybe Roderick Strong screws him over. You have a singles feud with Roderick Strong there for three months, what however long, and then eventually he leaves and they go up to the main roster together. And that's kind of the situation that I'm looking at right now because i do think this is a really weird potentially interesting uh stipulation that while you absolutely could just write it off as well you know he's just 
doing it for his brother, whatever, and however it happens, happens. I think it could be for a reason, and, and that reason is to actually see uh, Julius Creed as, you know, not a long run, but as a short run as a single star, see what they can get out of him. And because of that, I'm still going to say should Julius Creed, because I, I don't think you need that right now, but I do think the will is going to be uh, Damon Kemp. I just don't see how they have room for it, man. <laughs> like, I'm really struggling with that. Like, where is the room? And, and, and the other thing, too, like, what? Why did you hire two brothers and put them in a tag team if you, you like, we're going to do that soon? Like, that's the type of thing that you do down the road after the Creed brothers establish themselves in the main roster. I, I don't. I, I, I do have to tell you, it couldn't be more clear that 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 is the case. Like what do you mean? Got one guy. Well, I, I think. Oh, well, I mean, we, we, by the way, we said that when he was on our show right. four years ago or whatever. Yeah, I, I I don't. No disrespect to the other one, but oh I don't. I don't inherently disagree with that. But you hired them both and put them in a tag team, like. Although well, you're going back, some, you go wait, back. Can to I the say tag something team. funny though? It is funny though because I think at one point I thought the same thing about the Street Profits, but man, Dawkins has looked pretty damn good lately. So maybe the other guy can show us something. I don't know, but. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I, but I, I, I do think it's. I think should and will Creed, the the Creed brother. Julius. Okay. Okay. Let's. We got to move on because I got to wrap up. Let's go to the ladder match for the NXT North American title: Carmelo Hayes, Oro Mensa, Wes Lee, Von Wagner, and Nathan Frazier. I am first. Um, the only should I know is it shouldn't be Carmelo Hayes. Um, and I will get back to that, obviously, in a bit. It should not be Carmelo Hayes. I am utterly torn. The rest of the group, I I hope it's not Von Wagner. Um, I have, I, I can't sell Oro Mensa at all. It leaves me with Wesley and Nathan Frazier. And I'm kind of good with either one of them. I... I think I like the Wesley story. I think I'm going to go should Wesley. Will, probably Von Wagner. You know, I, you took the words right out of my mouth, is that it absolutely should not be Carmelo Hayes. There's no reason to take it off of him just to put it back on. If he was going to it, he should have never dropped it. Um, and, you know, he has kind of bigger and better things he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm on. I'm very much on your same uh, train. I, I think it should be Wesley. I kind of think it might be Nathan Frazier, though, which I would and have I'm not no problem a, I'm not with. opposed to that. I'm not opposed yeah. to it being Nathan Frazier in any way. I like I, Nathan I, I, Frazier. I would be as worried as you are about Von Wagner, but I, I think he might be up soon. I mean, they, he was he already was up. <laughs> like, I, I know, but I mean, like, apparently he's been doing dark stuff, and they've been impressed and all that stuff. Sure, so. sure. They've been impressed. Sure. Brandon. Delic- another delicious pretzel. <laughs> Another delicious dot pretzel. Von Wagner is doing dark matches recently. Oh, was he? Apparently, yes. I totally missed that. I would say to me, you know, the the eye test is Nathan Frazier. Like that's the guy that stands out to me of all these. But you do always have to worry about the Von Wagner effect here. To his credit, has been much better, but I don't know what that's saying. Um, but I do think he's been a thousand times better than the original version of when they tried to make him a, a face, whatever that was, when he was teaming with Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was just because he was standing next to Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. Um, 
anyway, yes, I think it's I think the should is probably Nathan Frazier. I think he's the guy that and with the with the should a being Wesley. Those are the two guys that have been getting that connection with the fans there, I think. And I do like the Wesley story, to your point. I'm going to say should Nathan Frazier will Von Wagner. Yep, <laughs> yep that's about right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, for the NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose and Alba Fire. Uh, I'm first. I know we have to kind of start speeding through this. Uh, I'm just going to say shouldn't will Mandy Rose. They, they've built this too long, too much, to not have a full, full, like, true chase on this and and that's not alpha fire so mandy rose should and will mandy rose yeah should and will mandy rose now for the nxt championship and again it's weird how all the other matches are crazy and then you get to the two top matches and they're just matches uh triple threat match Braun breaker <laughs> Ilya dragunov and jd mcdonough brandon you go first well first of all this match will be crazy just because it's a triple threat and there's no rules so they're gonna be all over the place yes, they, they couldn't but they couldn't just give it a title of some sort they couldn't that's true just, that's a halloween street fight yeah anything at all yeah that's true um the first thing I'm going to say is if you're going to do the Austin Theory thing, they definitely shouldn't have done what they did Tuesday. Yeah, they by the way, it, it, 100%. There is that. And That's by, insane. By the way, right? it's the biggest reason why I, I'm, I'm, I know they're not doing it. Is that right. It's a shame because I actually think they should. I mean, I, I know that there's whatever. We could have an argument about it. No, they, I mean, me, they, they definitely. 100% should have done that, in, in my opinion. They definitely shouldn't do it, but your argument is hey, you don't have any way of pulling this off on the yep. main roster right now, mm-hmm. so if there was ever a time to do it, this would be the time to do it. But there's no world in which it could be justified that someone gets the opportunity to be handed a Raw or SmackDown championship, and they say, yeah, I'd rather it be for the, NXT when you have not kept that, that title only, elevated. The only thing I could pitch to you is the small fish in a or big fish in a small pond aspect of, well, Theory got his ass beat the last three times he tried to cash that in, and it didn't work out, and it would play into his character to go do the yeah. easier thing. And mm. from, from a you, non- you could sell it. You could absolutely mm. sell that. And from a non-kayfabe standpoint, I would take Austin Theory as the number one best option to take that belt right now. Oh, I agree. I agree with that part of it. But you still you that's really damaging to someone that they were so afraid of going after a belt that they had to run down to the minor leagues in order to do it. it like is, that's it, damaging. It, 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 it is you can say that and it sounds that way. I think it would boost him. I think uh, he would end up benefiting hmm. tremendously from this. I, I don't I don't know if it would boost him. I do think that what you've laid out as far as just the, the landscape of the company right now is this is the only time this could work. In any other situation, there's no way you could possibly try to. I don't know if overall it would work, but this is the one situation where you have a champion, a guy who's tried multiple times, who has the numbers, who basically has made it impossible to cash in on. There, There is a way to sell that. There's a but, way. Is, uh, it, but I'm going to say should and will Braun Breaker here. Yeah, that's the ultimate part of this. It's should and will Braun Breaker. And the reason why I said that Carmelo Hayes shouldn't win, it's not really as much about the fact that he already lost it. It's because Carmelo Hayes should be, be getting ready to beat Braun Breaker pretty soon. Um, 
you're you're approaching it. They had Braun Breaker wave to the crowd. It's obviously not these guys. No offense. I like both these guys, but they are not the guys to be beating Braun Breaker. You can say all you want about, well, you don't have to pin Braun Breaker. Stop it. The way this should work is the traditional way it's worked in NXT. When somebody is ready to lose the belt, it's because they're going up or, you know, it's it's part of a story they're telling. Um, somebody should be beating them cleanly for that belt. Carmelo Hayes should be beating Braun Breaker, you know, around the time of the Royal Rumble, perhaps, um, in order to get the belt. And there's a, and they've actually done a really great job of sort of tweening Carmelo Hayes uh, of late. So you can tell a good story there where he can kind of be the heel-ish character when he beats Braun Breaker and then immediately becomes a face afterwards and use Trick Williams to help him. So it's all laid out. It's all in front of you. Braun Breaker continues to be the champion until you pull the trigger with Carmelo Hayes. I agree with you largely. The last segment did make me curious what the plans are with J.D. McDonough going forward. They spent a lot of time talking about, you know, talking specifically about J.D. McDonough and how no one wants J.D. McDonough to be the champion and really went out of their way to talk about all that, which never was a thing before for which typically means, well, at some point, probably not now, but at some point he's going to be a champion because you don't put that into people's minds that no one wants him to be champion unless he's going to become a champion. So I, I do think that's interesting to note. But when all said and done, yes, it should and will run breaker. All right. Uh, I'm in agreement. All right, boys. Uh, appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of the show. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is where you find me, and I will talk to you guys next week. All right. All right. We got rid of him. Thank God. He's we can gone. Do a real show now. Thank what's, God. What's, what's up with that Glenn guy? There's no there there. <laughs> no there there. I mean, maybe in the future, maybe they see something that we don't, and maybe nine months we'll be talking about it. But by then, they'll have put the kibosh on it, anyways. So it doesn't really matter. We don't have to think about it. <laughs> it. It is. I I don't want to spend too much time on the Austin Theory thing, but it is interesting that they went that route. And I'm pretty sure, you know, they was just they were loading that show, um, you know, partially because they're starting to do that anyways, and partially because AEW is also on Tuesday. So I'm sure that was the biggest part of it. But it does make me wonder if there's at least some talk about it that they're realizing, oh, crap, the earliest we're going to be able to have this guy cash in is like, may at the earliest what can we do and if they might even if it's not cashing in just kind of hey you want to go do something down in nxt for a bit i have to tell you like typically i'd say no like if you said on its face i'm sorry <laughs> stop eating what's wrong with you i know i'm trying to do I'm, i have like a million things to get done before four so typically if you told me the money in the bank will be cashed in for the NXT belt. I would say, no, do not do that. In this specific situation, I kind of love it. It kind I, of solves multiple problems. It, it does. I still don't love it. As, as I said, like it's acceptable because of the scenario that you know they have right now, the, the landscape of the board. It's acceptable. I don't know that I love it. I still... Look, if you have enough faith in this guy to at some point think of him, you gave him the money in the bank briefcase, and maybe part of that was that that was the old regime and Triple H. You still likes like there's no reason to believe that Triple H doesn't like Austin Theory. I've, I've heard that a lot, and I just I don't understand that. We know Triple H probably loves Austin Theory, but he may not think that you know within the next six months he's ready to be champion. Um, yeah, I think there's a zero percent chance that he doesn't like Austin Theory. I right. think. Yes. He was he was doing stuff with Austin Theory. I mean, they 
they created a whole Johnny Gargano group specifically, in my right. opinion, for Austin my, Theory. My, my my bigger point though is that like they think he's going to be a champion. They have no problem with that. If you want to, you know, I feel like if you're going to put the briefcase on him, you shouldn't be figuring out ways to not use that briefcase. And I know that this is technically using the briefcase, but let's be honest, it's not using the briefcase. It's just kind of getting rid of the briefcase. Well, I guess the question would be, did Triple H think it was a really bad idea to give him the briefcase? And, and that's, and- I, 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 the only thing I could say about that, and that's why I brought up, like, Triple H definitely likes him. I think maybe he might have said, hey, this might be too early and there might not be the landscape for it. But I don't think he's like, I don't think this is a no, he's not out on Austin theory. He's not out on Austin theory and he's not out. I don't think he's out on him cashing in the briefcase. It's just figuring out when and how I truly I truly believe. So we're kind of in a way we're in uncharted. Well, you know, I guess we've been talking about how we're in uncharted territory, but I do think we have to recognize how uncharted the territory is that we're in right now. We're in a territory where they're pre- they're not pretending that NXT doesn't exist anymore. Now, NXT's got a seat at the table. At least that's the way they're treating it right now. They're heavily promoting NXT on Raw, specifically. They have people from NXT showing up. They have people showing up on NXT. It's happening in a way where the announcers reference all three shows. Yes. In, in as canon, not in a well. Let's go watch this match, but then we'll pretend we don't know who they are when they show up on Raw in, in three months. So I, if you consider all of that, giving Austin Theory the NXT Championship is a really significant move for Austin Theory. I think. I think See, it, that that's where that's where I don't know. What I agree. I think it wouldn't have been. I think right now. You have a situation where you could have Austin Theory as the NXT champion and coming to Raw sometimes and interacting with the people that come back and forth between the two. I think it could move that character forward in a way that I don't know you have an answer for right now because of who the champion is with with both titles. I think long term it might help him. I do think short term, like, look, you win money in the bank on July Second, what second? It was July second. He won the briefcase. He was the number one, virtually the next guy in line for the WWE or Universal Champion. Even if we want to say NXT has a seat at the table now, it's you know it's at Thanksgiving when you have to force in that that seat in the corner of the table and the kid for the kid who's a little bit too big for the kids' table. Like they have a seat at the table. It's not the same seat as everybody else. And to be go from being the next guy in line as a champion on Raw or SmackDown to the champion of NXT is a step down for your character perception-wise, reality-wise. Like, you can say, oh, but this will help because it gives him room to grow, and it can grow his character, and as as you said, he can do that on both Raw and SmackDown and whatever, and long-term it'll help. And I don't know that I disagree with that, but I do think short-term it does hurt. I think it could hurt. I think... I think- I guess the way I'm thinking is I'm not counting. And this is where, where we always butt heads, right? With, especially with Glenn, I'm not counting the way they've treated any of this in the past right now. I'm saying, what if like, cause if you want to treat it the way they treated in the past, you're a hundred percent, right? You, this is on 100% a step down. Dolph Ziggler was just the NXT champion. What's he doing? You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Like if you want to make that argument, I get, I get it. 
I'm just wondering if the, if 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 the way they've treated NXT for the past three weeks is the way they treat it for the next year. I think NXT is going to be a different kind of thing, you know, and I think that the people but it's on still it not going to be raw or SmackDown. It's not raw or SmackDown, but like the argument I would make is like, let's say that he does somehow get one of those belts. He's not going to keep it for very long and he's just going to get thrown to the wayside because we have too many people now that are going to be in that picture, even if they separate the titles. I don't have any confidence in them. Like if you if you ask me, because I guess this is like a it's sort of like, what's the alternative question? Like if you're saying, should you do this? The answer is obviously no. Right. But if you look at the alternatives in 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 taking theory seriously as a long-term talent. I think my goodness. I think the alternative I think the alternative of him winning the NXT title is probably the best thing for him long-term than some shotgun money in the bank cash in that doesn't last for very long. Now, if you told me they're committed to him to hold that belt and really develop like they did with the Miz where they let him really hold the belt and really do stuff, I hear you there. I just don't believe that. Well, the, the Miz wasn't overly long either. It was uh, a lot longer than they typically let someone like that hold. They let him beat John Cena at WrestleMania. They I did mean, let him beat John Cena at WrestleMania, but but it was like a four month total. That's he, pretty he, long. And no, then it the, is. Well, yeah. but that's why that's why if you're telling me, by the way, that you know the belts get separated at Mania in one way, shape, or form, Austin Theory cashes in by May and holds it to SummerSlam. I can see that. Well, then, then there's no way if you if you're gonna do that. Keep him away from NXT, right? That, and like, that's and that's kind of when when we're going through this. I don't know that best case scenario is NXT. Best case is you let him develop the character more, develop the brief, basically do the whole Seth Rollins thing uh, on Raw. And if Seth they're committed Rollins. to letting him do that, then hundred percent you keep him far away from NXT. Yes, I guess I'm just I'm yeah. just thinking of what I really think they're going to do. Which you, is you, you think there that there's no room for him and he's, he's going to get that. eaten alive by someone the second he holds the title, and I I, I, I don't see that I, I don't think Triple H would allow that to happen. You I don't say know that, but I just I'm you look at the landscape right now. Who should he? It's, there's about ten guys that should be booked over Austin Theory. I, I just don't see it. I don't. Yeah, but, but that would be so if, if he like how do, how do they explain like within three weeks? That's so yeah. damaging. I agree. That's why I think this might be the better alternative because you could literally make him the face of NXT for the next year. You I could, mean, or you could plan it out a way that he can hold the belt for three, four months. Yeah, maybe. I just don't. How do you explain him being able to beat Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt, uh, Cody Rhodes, like all these people? You, you're going to have Austin Theory beat these people? Like, I just I, don't trust that. I mean, I I don't see. Why I think you could play. have them beat those people. I just I, I don't trust say, they will. Like, I mean, you. I first of all, I think you absolutely can have them beat those people. Especially, look, if it, you know the first time with it, you, you just do it a lot of really underhanded styles. Like whether you give him a heater, whether he becomes the Miz, whether you know. I mean, I guess they you, let Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton like four right, times, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, so there is like, that. <laughs> like you give you give him people. You give him you know either you give him a big guy as a heater. Or you give him a couple people as, you know, a, just a group to help him out. I, I mean, just so don't trust do them to do that. Like, I just don't. 
and and I'm I'm with you. I'm not 100% for it. I just don't because you said the best thing they can do. I don't know that that's the best thing they can do. I mean, I think but, it's the best thing that they're willing to do. I guess that's what I should be saying. Like the best thing I think they're willing to do because if they're not willing to let him cash in right now and they're just going to do some weird thing to make it go away, give him the NXT belt. That's a, sure, I guess that's yes, what I'm trying to say. Thing. Like if, if this is about burning the briefcase, Yes, this is a much better way than somehow burning it on the main roster. Now, of course, if you're committed to Austin Theory and you're going to give him a real you run. You don't even have to be 100% committed. No, to but committed in a way that they were to The Miz that time. Exactly. That's exactly. enough. Yeah, That's enough. Exactly. Even a, even in the in this day and age, even by, like a two pay-per-view cycle as champion is By the enough. way, I, I, this just popped into my head and I haven't had a chance to flesh it out yet. What if, so again, uh, Roman drops the titles at Mania, he goes away for a bit. Austin Theory gets one of the titles in the meantime. What if that's your way to bring back Roman as the face? Wow. Um, that's really interesting, but I think that he kills him immediately. I that's mean, that's fine, but he's, but as a face, it's, I, that's not I mean, a terrible idea. I just because we're we're teetering on that anyways. Like we are getting to a point where Roman Reigns is going to be turned face, and if you make this, you know the the I think the it's possible. Thing, you, you, we could really get into it. I I think it's possible that the conduit for that might end up being like a Bray Wyatt kind of thing, where you know I think I think uh, I heard what's I listening to? I heard someone say that. You know, basically somebody within the company was like, Bray Wyatt's not a face or a heel. He's just what at him, right? Yes, yes, sure. And if that's really going to be the way they book him, then you could do anything with with him, right? So you could easily use him to turn people face. Um, Yeah, but I don't know if, like, if we're talking about Roman. By the way, Roman's the only one that would work with. Everybody else, people just cheer for Bray, right? And that's the thing is, like, I don't, if this is supposed to be a big return coming back as, you know, the guy everybody wants to see, I don't do that against Bray. Not immediately. I, I make it very clear. Well, again, but, you, but, but again, it depends on what Bray is at that point. Like in eight months. No, no matter no matter what, I I go, if this is him going, leaving as a heel and, and maybe he's showing signs of a face, maybe he shakes Cody's hand at WrestleMania or whatever, you know, he does. And then coming back and you're wanting him to come back as a face, a clear face, I'm not leaving it up to, well, what do we think these people are? I want someone like Austin Theory. So it's like, oh, I get to see Roman Reigns kill Austin Theory? Hell yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Um, but that that's definitely... Let's let's try to get back to like what's going on right now. Yeah, I know that just that just popped into my head. But so that's that's right. no, that's I think that's interesting. I mean, I think you're right. At some point, they're going to want that, right? They're going to yeah. want the Roman Reigns, the conquering hero versus Roman Reigns, the conquering asshole or whatever he exactly, is right now. Exactly. So, okay. And, and fan, fans are on the verge of it. And I think, but, and just kind of laying things out that we know he's probably going to, he's going to go on the Lesnar schedule to an extent. He's going to leave after mania as long as he's you now probably, even if he is champion after mania, he'll still leave for a few months. Damn but right now, was, Brock Lesnar's on the show more than Roman Reigns is. Right. Exactly. Speaking of which, um, we going to move I, on to that. Yeah, I'm at a weird place for that match. I've been thinking about this a long for a long time. Um, I like Lesnar's going to win, and I think Lesnar should win. The more I think about it, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I think 
I'm I'm really it, it it's crazy. I'm actually really getting into this Crown Jewel pay-per-view and I think it's funny we talked about it last year. It was probably one of their better shows if you could just put out of your mind where it is sure. and why it's there and all that stuff. But it was legitimately and this isn't just me saying this. I think we looked online and a lot of people were saying some of the matches of the year were there. Sure. It was one of their better shows. And I think that I think this one's shaping up that way too. And I to me this is the most interesting match on the card because I think you could do, and a, a lot of it's going to have to do with what they do for the next couple of weeks. Cause you definitely, if that's the last time you see Lesnar, he's definitely winning, right? right. <laughs> he's not coming to get thrown around and then show up and lose in the match. Right. But if we get like a proper build out of this, I think there's a chance they could, this is what could put Lashley over the top, right? If you give him a actual definitive win as a face over Brock Lesnar, um, another thing you could do what I was thinking about earlier is, and I really kind of hope they go this way. Cause I think there's more legs out of this because it, it was kind of weird how it was like, Hey, all, all of a sudden Brock Lesnar is a heel again or whatever, but he's not right. He's mad at what happened. The la like, that's the story they're telling is like, He's mad that Lashley ripped him off the last time that he had the belt. Yes. So and, and, and then, you know, bragged about it. Right. So it so what I think you can do here is and 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 honestly, I don't even think it matters all that much who wins, but I think you have them have a bust ass match that's like ends in the like respect thing. And then I think that starts to build to super friends at Survivor Series. Because I think if you're really you can't wait, you can't do Lashley and Lesnar on the same team. Why not? Because that's I mean if you have to build a credible destroy. threat to the bloodline. Like that, but that goes beyond credible. That becomes well, now the bloodline can't stop these two. Like if you're going to have like these two and Drew McIntyre like as a group, like come on, man. I mean, I I think if you're gonna super friend it up, get the superest no, of the well, friends. No, like okay, but then that that becomes like Okay, there's no credible way the bloodline can win this. Why? The, the four, because you have like the four most powerful guys in the company. Like the super friends well, are you, the wait, four you're, biggest. Now you're adding other people. I'm just saying these two guys and whoever. Like you're starting to assume Drew is going to be I, there. I think, and I think uh, Lash or Lesnar in that role is tough because you've already established that he is, you know. Roman can't beat him without friends. So I'm coming from this. I'm coming from this. By the way, and 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 we might disagree on this, but Survivor Series is 100% a match that Roman Reigns can lose because sure. it, if if the War Games rules, um, if the hold on, if the War Games rules are the rules that we are oh, used yeah, to, that, that, that's one fault. Yes, he can be out of the out of the picture. Well, the, and the, just someone has to give up, right, or right. or get pinned. Right, so yeah, like, it doesn't have to be him. It's not a Survivor so the, Series match. So that's why I say, listen, yes, yes, in this current Brock Lesnar run, they have been putting him in unique situations that he has literally never been in before. He was never, what was the match? Was it Hell in a Cell that he had never done? Or I was shocked at whatever, last man standing, right? It was like, this is the first time Brock Lesnar has ever been in a last man standing match. Yeah, I was right. literally shocked by that there's no way he's not going to be in this war games match. If he's on survivor series, I, I think he uh, won unless, unless, unless they find just another profile match for him. To yeah. Do. I, I just feel like if you want people throwing people around in there and you want to really make this a spectacle, 
put Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar on the same side in this match. I mean, I just, I just think that you the... can handcuff people. You can do all I kinds know. of things to get people out of there. I, I, anyway, I, I don't know. I'm hoping this match, whoever wins, and I do think there's a chance Bobby Lashley could win to win his respect or do whatever. Um, but whoever wins, I think is irrelevant, but I do think maybe they come out of it in a respect thing. And then, then that starts maybe a little bit of a build toward, toward survivor series. I think there's a chance that that's cause like, I'm still trying to figure out what the answer is know. there. And there's, <laughs> I, I just, I just hesitate. like a Lashley Lesnar thing would be again, just so physically and just the way they've booked them just so imposing. I, I struggle with it. I struggle with it, making it, I mean, yes, you can get completely ridiculous with it. And, and just, don't want, doesn't one it. guy go in at a time? Yeah, I mean, you can do it, but you had, you know, you had uh, Lesnar come into the elimination chamber and destroy five people on his own. That's like, true. This is true. <laughs> like, that, that's how you book Lesnar. But here's, here's my main thing about why I think, I, I shouldn't say have to win. And the answer to this is probably, I'm thinking about this too much. Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. It doesn't matter what he does. If he loses this match, he goes an entire calendar year without winning a singles match. He would be 0-4 in singles matches in WWE uh, in 2022 if he loses this match. Again, they, they were all weird. They were all... He gets paid a lot, though. Do you think he really cares about winning if he's no, getting no, no, his no, big no. pitch? I, I, don't, I don't think he cares. But I think that there is some... There might be, and again, it might just be that it doesn't matter. He's Brock Lesnar. He can do whatever he wants and comes back out, and what happened before doesn't matter. But I do wonder if he loses and loses and loses, um, does the Brock Lesnar-ness of him wear off a little bit? Not a lot. Like, he's not a jobber or anything by that. But is he still that guy if he's not winning? That's, that's a fair question. I, 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 I think probably he is. I think it probably doesn't matter. I think if it's benefiting, you know, I don't think there's any shame in losing to Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley. Like, I don't think he's out there losing to, uh, you know, no, no, Sami Zayn and stuff like no, that. And like I said, it's not burying him. It's simply like he hasn't won this year. He, he His two wins were at in the, the five way at day one. I mean, wouldn't that be a pretty compelling story for him going into Royal Rumble, though? Oh, if he could say he hasn't him, won you, a match. Yeah, if you want to make him a sympathetic figure and really see the problem is where do you go with that though? Like that that's the story if you want to build him back up to the Well title. no, whoever whoever screws him out of the Royal Rumble is his WrestleMania match. Maybe it's Omos or maybe it's whatever like, it is. You, you don't you don't need to do sympathy Brock Lesnar for Omos. Well, no, problem. I mean it's just a story. I mean and, I, and, no, and, I, I understand that, but it's a story that, you know, if you're going to do that story with Brock Lesnar. Like there should be a big payoff to that, and even if it's Braun Strowman, like I don't think yeah. you need that storyline there. I think that Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman is the story. Yeah, but but it could just be as simple as, you know, I'm back on track. They have him run, th- you know, they have him run through somebody at. Well, I guess there is no day one I, and anymore. That's the thing is like, what's what's the running? It's not like you can put him on a bunch of raws and have him run through people. Right, right. Unless they do, which would be really interesting. And and again, if you do that, great. But I'm working on the assumption that we're seeing him at Survivor Series, maybe. Have we heard, have we heard, has he made up with Riddle? Is that, am I making that up or did he make up with Riddle? 
I I don't I don't know anything with Riddle. I'll be honest. But there was I, I feel I never, like there was I a story what... that he kind of like was like okay like I'm over it or whatever. Because like what if the team is Bobby Lashley, Riddle, Brock Lesnar? I I I don't know. I don't want to get too hung up on that. But but yeah. but but again, like I I do think it's interesting. Or it could just be like, ha, 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 Saudi Arabia, and you won't see Brock Lesnar until Royal Rumble or whatever. And, and I think, I, by the way, I think your respect thing is absolutely, they are going to have a banger of a match. They are going to both stand tall and they will shake hands. I absolutely 100% I, agree I, That's that. the way I to go. That's the, yeah, That's the right thing to go. I just don't believe in the team. You don't want to do the Survivor Series part. Well, let's 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 table that until we see it. But I, I do think the respect thing is important because I do think he's, his effectiveness as a major face has been really important to the show. Yes. Uh, just as like something to, to, for people to be into um, when you've got a major heel champion yeah. and he just keeps running everybody over. Um, and I think Bobby Lashley can go a long way to fulfill that too, you know, Absolutely. as a major, major yeah. face. So I don't think we want to turn either one of them quite. No, yet. I, I think, I think you do the full respect thing. The, the crazy, they kill each other. They, you know, hopefully it's not just suplexes. They do whatever they can to make it a compelling 12 to 15 minute match. Not just do the normal Brock Lesnar thing. And at the end, Lesnar wins and uh, Lashley, you know, finds his way up. They stare each other down in the middle of the ring and they shake hands. And I do think it's relevant to point out. I don't know if I've ever seen him bodied that way. That was impressive to to Um, see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Braun's done it at some, you know, like like little things here and there. I don't know if it but, was like that, like ten minutes of getting destroyed. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. The Wyatt I, I, family I beat him up once, but like I, I don't. Say, the, the Wyatt and I, I do feel like in that feud with Braun, there was a little bit of that. But yes, I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It was awesome, and again, this should be booked in a way that is not about putting one of them over, but putting both of them over. I, there's no doubt about that one. Um. Yeah. The other thing from Raw to me, and I'm struggling with saying this in a non-demeaning way because I, you know, I love Mustafa Ali. Yeah. I think he's underutilized. I think there's potential there. I love his new look. I think there's greatness there. But if we're supposed to believe that the U.S. title is Raw's chance, that's what we were told last week. That's why Rollins and Lashley were fighting over it. They wanted to see who was reigning supreme on Raw who the true champion of Raw was. Should you be messing around with Mustafa Ali right after Rollins wins the title? Yeah, I mean, I hate to talk negatively about Mustafa Ali because I think he's an incredible talent. This is not main event worthy. I'm sorry. Like, especially if you're just going to thrust him in there like that, like that's the end of the show. Yeah. Like, and then that's the thing, by the way, if you had built Ali over the past couple of months, if you had debuted this new version of him two months ago, you let him run through some things and you made this a position where it felt more like it was him getting a huge boost as opposed to Rollins taking a step down totally for it. But that's not how it came off at all. Well, and it's not even just Rollins. It's everyone involved in that felt like they took a step down because of him. And and it's I hate to say that, but they have not booked him in a way like before Mustafa Ali came in. It felt like you were pushing Elias in this big way to me. 
by involving him with Seth Rollins. Like it felt like you're like, okay, Elias is going to be a player. But then when, whenever, because, because Elias hasn't been there and he re-debuted, I could take that that way, right? Then when you throw in Ali, you're kind of like, oh, I see what this is. This is just the people soup again. Well, this is what we've come for. This is the U.S. title. These are, you know, Ali versus Elias. Great U.S. (laughs) title match, you know? (laughs) Right. And you've got Seth Rollins and, and Riddle and all of a sudden, like, all the work you've done with the U.S. title, it starts to feel like you've just slid it down again. Um, and I hate, man, I hate that I'm saying yeah. that because I like because all I, of these people. I liked him, and I really like when I saw him. I, I don't know. Did you catch the the promo on Twitter be, like last week before he, you know, came out like this with, with was, Mustafa Ali? Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, he was on the show too. Like, he went up to Bobby Lashley and did a well, whole yeah, thing. But there, there was like he he put together a little video on Twitter. Oh, okay. and it was it was it was a really cool little vignette, and it was great. I was like, okay, here we go again. I don't know how much they're ever going to push him because every time we think they're going to do something with him, they don't. But like, I like this character. I like everything about this. This is cool, and like, it just feels like oh, they're redebuting him in a cool way to make. Give Seth Rollins a good match, and that's that. Like, yeah, that that's what it feels like, and it, it it bums me out because again, like I love the idea of pushing him up, but that's not the way that they executed it. Do, did not feel like they were pushing him up, and that's really unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I definitely agree. Uh, hopefully, more to come there, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and again, this is probably going to be end up being a great feud. It's going to have great matches, and it might end up doing great things for Mustafa Ali. And I hope it does. It just, it, it just feels like the same old crap, though. Is of you know, you use him, you have, you know, they did it. Who was it? Was it the Miz that he feuded with uh, when he like first came out uh, back out a few months ago? First came back from that break was it the Miz, whoever it was, whatever. Like he came out, it seemed like it was a big thing, and then you know. Four weeks later, he was back on main event. Um, yeah. it, it just kind of feels the same way now. Um, I guess speaking of of re-debuting and repackaging and stuff, uh, JBL and Corbin. Yeah, what do you think about this? I I, I don't need it. I, I don't think JBL is a good manager. I don't think JBL has ever gotten somebody else over in his life. He's just not capable of it. But if we start seeing Corbin use JBL, like I said on Twitter, if we get Corbin starting to use the clothesline from hell, I think that could look awesome. Um, but as far as JBL as a manager, I, no, just no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the promo he cut just because it was like, you know, it's funny. It's like he's still hung up on the Rey Mysterio thing that made me chuckle. Oh yeah, that, that was that was a fun <laughs> bit. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, but again, like he he got himself over. That's what he's good at. He's good at getting himself well, depending on who you ask, whether he can get himself over. But when he talks, it's about making himself look good. Never in any of his partnerships, never in his commentary work did he help get anybody else over. It was always about him and making himself look good. Yeah. So why do I believe he can do that for Corbin? No, I, I, and, and it's weird because I think that, um, I just don't know if this is going to matter, you know, like, I think that, 
I, do we think Baron Corbin is terrible on the mic? I mean, no, I don't he's think he's terrible. amazing, he's but terrible. like, yeah, that's the thing. He's not, he's not, I, I have no problem with the idea of giving him a mouthpiece. No issue with that at all. Um, I, I just don't know that it should be JPL. Yeah, I think, I think JBL, um, I, I go, I go two directions on this. I think it could help, but I don't think this can be long-term. I think this can be the idea of if they make Corbin the next JBL where JBL reintroduces him gives him some of his mannerisms and then JBL, whether it's because Corbin forcibly removes him or he just disappears and Corbin is the next JBL, there might be something there. And it can't, can't be the exact same gimmick, but something, you know, along the veins of JBL-esque, there, there could be something there, absolutely. But it has to be with JBL gone by eh, within a month. Yeah, and, and and by the way, can JBL wrestle? Do we know? Like, is he able to f- wrestle, or is he not? Uh, definitely. I, I mean, look, aside I, I from no whether idea. you wait, wait, hold on. Aside from when you want, whether you want to see it or not, I'm just asking the question of, like, let, let, let me pull it up and see if he's like wrestled any small, you know, like a indie show or something. Hold on, let me see uh, matches. Uh, yeah, last. Granted, I, I don't know if this includes independence, but la- last time he's wrestled in a match was Royal Rumble 2014. And but that was just like him running in and getting thrown out, right? I, I don't even remember if it was that. Like I, I have no recollection. Sounds probable, but uh, hold on. Yeah. So yeah, 2014. I think he was an announcer, and they were like JBL, and he like walked up, and somebody threw him over or something. I think I think that's sounds. How that yeah, it sounds very plausible. I say all that to say, like, if this could lead to one last match with him and Baron Corbin, and you could do that in a way that's entertaining, maybe there's something into that. Can you make that entertaining? I don't know. And what would be the goal of that? Are you turning Baron Corbin face? Like, I, I, I what just does don't do understand. Cor- I, I don't know what that does for Corbin. I don't I mean- understand any of this, to be honest. Like, it's no. just something to do. And if it's something to do and we just get to hear JBL, I kind of am, in, am into it for now, but I don't know, man. It's, it's I, I, I like I like the idea of Corbin becoming the new JBL and JBL leading. Like he, he just bequeaths the cowboy hat to him or whatever, however exactly you want to do that. But JBL shouldn't be around. He, he Corbin doesn't need it. All right, over to SmackDown. Uh, is there anything to talk about outside of Wyatt and that whatever that was? That was I don't know. I legitimately do not know what to make of that. What exactly they're doing. I kind of like that we don't know for now. Um, yeah. But, oh, I'm not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just have yeah, almost nothing just, to analyze there. But just to piggyback on what we talked about either last week or a couple weeks ago, where Glenn mentioned like if you string us along for too long without sort of cluing us in, I, I think that we need to get somewhere. I'm not. You know, obviously it's week one. Like I'm not being critical. I'm just. You can't do what they did Friday for a month. I think you got to give us more breadcrumbs. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they do this week and see how much further they kind of clue us in onto some things. But I, I do think we, you know, previously we got into a rut with Bray Wyatt being like purposefully obtuse and we never knew 
what he was saying or why and and we kind of did like you know when firefly funhouse started and we really really liked it it was really really good there was a moment there where they started to sort of tease a bunch of stuff but we couldn't really follow it and it just seemed like confusing for the sake of being confusing kind of thing and it didn't move a story forward so i'm just always concerned with that when it comes to bray wyatt um so i i do think it needs to start to do stuff and he needs to um you know we need to start figuring out who this guy is what his intentions are what's the difference now between what this is and what you know what's the thing in the screen and and how is it different from the fiend like that's the big thing to me like they're very clearly saying oh this isn't the fiend this is i guess they're calling it uncle howdy whatever uh about the name but um why why is this different from the fiend like the fiend was the the demon inside of him being let out or whatever this seems pretty similar to that you know they're obviously not directly the same but right now it's kind of a similar thing where you have kind of the good-natured bray and the evil entity and if we're just kind of re-racking that in a slightly different form well i don't know how compelling that is i like the fiend i like everything they did but if you're going to do something that's the fiend, just give me the fiend. I mean, it just depends because the fiend couldn't talk, right? And so this other thing is talking, whatever it is. This what was the name that did you see this name that's been Uncle thrown? Howdy? That's what I just said. Yeah. Uncle oh, Howdy. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like I, I th- yeah, I, you're you're not wrong. You do have to show us how this is different, but I think it's already pretty different, you know, because. You've got a character who, you know, depending on how how specifically we're supposed to take what we're seeing, if like if, you know, if we're supposed to be taking this, God, I'm going to get really weird and deep. If we're supposed to take this as. That's him, like when the lights go out and he turns into the thing on the screen, or is that something that's haunting him? Or is that someone that somehow infiltrated the screen? Or are we supposed to be like suspending our disbelief into like, this is just the way it's presented, but don't overthink it kind of thing. Like that, those are all the questions I have as to like, you know, but it's definitely being presented in a much different way than the fiend already, just because the fiend was like a monster that just appeared. And this is some entity that can talk and can, you know, communicate and like, I, I, you know, I so in that sense, I do think it's like world's different, really. Already, it's, it, it, it's in in the specifics, it's world, it's world's different. But in again, we're we're one week into this, but it's you know the dark side of Bray Wyatt. That's the fiend. I mean, we we can say that there's a difference, and I'm sure there will be a different in presentation. And I look again, we're one week in, we're speculating, we're kind of poking holes in what we're seeing right now. But I'm a little worried that they're going to say, oh, well, look, he can talk. So clearly this is completely different from, you know, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend when in practicality it's it's a monster who can talk. But was the monster talking to him or was the monster talking to us or or uh, like the WWE or whatever, you know? I like, mean, look, if, you, if you're making me guess right now, it's his, again, his some form of internal demon. And it felt like the him. monster was talking to him, right? Yes. But but his internal demon can talk to him. What? Can, the, how did the you devil on his shoulder? How did you take the promo before that happened? And did that's you... what I and that's why it's to to me honestly, 
it just it kind of reestablishes that the devil on his shoulder like you know he's coming out though the the interesting part of that that people are not talking about was the line right before the mask showed up where he talks about like you know he's taking the fans he appreciates the fans and then you know he kind of got into this kind of frantic but fans wouldn't leave him alone thing and he kind of wanted to go run and hide and then, but and then the the lights went out and the masks came up, and so people have kind of been overlooking that line. And I think that is going to be an important part of the whole presentation. I, I think. Look, I think that's an interesting presentation for a week. I don't know if the character of Bray Wyatt, the guy, or Bray Windham, or however you want to frame the character, is inherently an interesting character. But in something for a week to frame him as a polar opposite to Uncle Howdy, to the dark side of him, I have no problem with bringing that out for a week. I just don't know that Bray Windham, the the guy, is an interesting wrestling character. Can we? Can I offer one other thing? Absolutely. What if he's a liar? In I what mean, way? like, what if that was intentional? Like, what? Like within? Oh, 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 like, like, like it really was. Like within kayfabe, he knows 100% what all this is. And that thing that was presented was like the sheep, the sheep and, or the wolf in sheep's wolf clothing, sheep's clothing. Sure. kind of thing. Yep. I mean, but, like, but, but again, how, that was that was that, always the undertone of the Firefly Funhouse and, but, and character. That's, and that's my problem with this is then, OK, yeah, this is different from the Fire High, Firefly Funhouse, but it's still setting up the same damn thing. Well, and the, I think what they'll need to answer for us is, are we going to see that guy we saw in the ring or was that just to to give him his moment of return to talk to the crowd earnestly, but in a way that they could tie it into his character? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, I mean, we, he we probably saw... genuinely wanted to say those things. Sure. And w- in what world can you ever let a character like Bray Wyatt be earnest to a crowd? And maybe they figured it out. Like, this is the way sure. that we can he, give you that guy to say thank you to. And now we're do- doing the real what it is or whatever. Yeah. And and you can fit it all into kayfabe. You can say that, you know, that that was him. But already, you know, even without the direct influence, I'm, I'm going to call it Uncle Howdy as, as ridiculous as that sounds. Without the direct influence of Uncle Howdy, you had him starting to break right before Uncle Howdy sh- uh, showed up. So even though he that was him, there's signs of breaking, and then Uncle Howdy is going to complete the breaking, and then we'll get whatever this full-formed Bray Wyatt is in a few weeks or whatever. 100%. I just think uh, the, the one thing that jumped out to me was, man, they need to do something to make sure this is very different from The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. Like, I want if you're going to do all this, I want to see something, uh, you know, and, you know, the, the evil character... You, you can say however you want about how, well, this makes a difference, this makes a difference, this makes a difference, and it just depends how far you go with it. I just don't want to have, like we were just saying, well, you kind of have the, the Bray to the Funhouse Bray. I, I don't want that comparison at all. I want this to be different. Yeah, and we'll have to see, right? We'll have to see what in what way this is presented on Friday and um when they finally let him interact with someone else who is it and i think then we'll start to 
get more signs of and, what the i mean like we said last week way, you you just you just uh hit the nail on the head bray wyatt always works when he's self-contained whether it's on the wyatt family compound whether it's in the firefly hun- funhouse whatever it's when he starts interacting with other people that it can start to unravel so that's you have to pick carefully who it is and you gotta plan it out and i hope this new guy the director of long form creative or whatever is a step to all right, we're going to get this right because we're planning this out and we are going to make sure this is consistent with character, that this doesn't hurt anybody in the process and, and all of those things. And, and hopefully that ends up working out. And, 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 if, and if everything is to be, to be believed that's been reported, they know who he's fighting at WrestleMania. So it'll be really interesting to see how exactly this plays out because that's the reporting is they've got months of laid out for him that culminates in some WrestleMania thing. So great. And I just hope he doesn't leave people weird on the path. Cause that's what usually what happens on uh, right. Ray Wyatt's path. Well, like he ruins a ca- someone else on the way. Like, like who, whoever he, you know, he hurts whoever he comes into contact with. Cause he can't book against him. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really true. You just, again, I have faith, especially with this new guy involved. I have faith that they're going to do things right, not just for Bray, but for everybody involved. I just want to see it played out. And I want to see how it's different. And I'm hoping that it's, it's fairly different from the field. I agree. Um, um, nothing I else from SmackDown other than I really want to see Hunter just smack the shit out of Rey Mysterio. That's going to be delightful. Oh, that's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I, like I, I want to see Rey Mysterio like explode from the inside out. But, after uh, but, uh, by the way, um, uh, I mean, you could you could make an argument that like maybe Gunther should be doing the Penta uh, the Penta stance with the mask in his hand after the end of that match. <laughs> Did you I see mean, that 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 image from his match with? Um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty pretty striking image. Um, I thought. And by the way, I actually thought SmackDown was pretty good. Um, it's, it's good. I just don't think there's necessarily a ton to really break down. I mean, yeah, it was, it was I mean, a the, solid show. The Sami Zayn thing continues to be, you know, now that Bray Wyatt's here, I guess the second most compelling thing on the show. Um, I mean, I, I, I still think I still think it's the most compelling thing. I think that yeah. again, I I still think that if they aren't careful, you could run into a yes movement situation. I don't think. Yeah. I think they are going to be careful because really what sparked the yes movement was that they put him directly into the title picture and then pulled him out of it. Right. Um, they, they, they they gaslit everyone. On. Yeah. So like that's really what started it. But I think that if they're not careful and they do start this uh, real feud between Roman and Sammy, you could have a yes movement situation because he, my God, is so over and everything they're doing with him is so perfect. What did you? Oh, you know what? There is something else we have to talk about on SmackDown. That's pretty significant conversation. This Drew McIntyre thing. (laughs) So WWE, they have to have their faces commit homicide or or attempt. (laughs) I I, I thought the same thing. What in what world? Listen, (laughs) listen, I know how the match ended. Listen, (laughs) I I know how the match ended at um, Extreme Rules. In what world does that justify what happened on Friday where he's slamming the guy's head in a car door? Like, I was well, really they, confused. It, it almost came off 
and maybe it's just because they did it poorly. It came off like we should feel bad for carrying well, cross. Here was the was problem. that on purpose? Well, I, I don't think it was on purpose, but here was the big problem. They brought the EMTs involved. If it's him beating yeah, the right. crap out yeah. of Karrion Cross, but Karrion Cross is trying to fight back, then all of a sudden it, it's kind of justified retribution. As soon as you have EMTs involved, and it seems like, oh, you know, he's sending Karrion Cross to the hospital when Karrion Cross did not do that. That this is an escalation. And escalation is fine within reason. But as soon as you take that next level to from retribution to way o- going way over the top hypothetically you should be the heel you absolutely I mean, should be it the heel definitely came off that way to me like i i know i know better so i didn't let my yes. mind go that way but i was like man if there was ever something we should come on here and criticize about uh you know when we talked in the past about who's a face and who is a heel in a situation yes. man that did not come across good for drew mcintyre in the in the i should be the biggest face on the show territory and it definitely like organically made me feel bad for gary cross right. i mean his wife is right there and you know he's borderline <laughs> killing the guy you know what i mean yes um, and that's the thing killing the guy and, and he looks, he's <laughs> laid out emts are checking on him all of those like that is the big difference there if he is you know drew mcintyre does all of those things and carrion cross is stumbling at you know stumbles out of the car and he's you know, he clearly needs help, but Scarlet's helping him stand. He's just like, you know, he yells whatever. Okay. Okay. It's retribution. You're fighting. You guys are fighters. That's what happened. Even though, it, you know, again, still all the same borderline homicide. But once you get the EMTs involved and he's laid out and you're leaving a guy laying after you jumped him and then the vehicular manslaughter, you know, attempted it was bad. manslaughter. I mean, like, the, we're supposed to assume he's the one who caused the accident too, right? Yes, 100%. So, I mean, that makes it even worse. Because, <laughs> yes. like, that, you don't see that part, but you do have to process it. Like, yes. oh, he crashed into him and then ripped him out and tried right. to slam his head in the car door. And, and, like, destroy, and destroyed him and enough that EMTs had to get involved. Yeah. That's the difference. Like, it, it's all about the portrayal of the damage done. Like, you can say whatever you want about, you know, worth it, everything. But if you escalate it to that degree... You go past the line, and all of a sudden, your actions are no longer justified. It's something that should <laughs> matter, it's, but it won't because this is wrestling. But again, it's one of yeah. those things that you know I, I harp on all the time. Things should matter. What we see on TV should matter, and not just what they're trying to do. Um, but it won't. Let's, can we do a couple quick hitter things? And, and the, just because so many things did happen now that I look at what happened and, and remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah, real quick. A couple we, quick hitter things. Hit row and... Um, and uh, Legato, give me that forever. Sure. I, I I love that. L- love it. Love the social media stuff. Our boy AJ is crushing it on uh Na- on tw- natural Survivor Series match. Just go. Got to do it. Got to do it. Love it. Love all everybody involved. Actually, totally get now why they put Zelina in this group. Um. Oh yeah, I, it it was always something that felt tremendous mouthpiece like, for this group. I, Zelina's awesome. Again, we, we talk about these underutilized people, and Zelina has always been like it, one of well, the most underutilized, both as a wrestler and especially as a manager. Sometimes I think it's possible to be so in on something that you don't see the one thing that's missing from it. And this is the thing that was missing from Legato. Like, yeah. Legato's so good that I don't even know if they really well, needed this, but this just pushes them to the next level. But it was it was something that 
Electra was great, but it was great in a very different way. She was the another physical presence. And when you have, you know, the tag team that, you know, when uh, Santos... But she wasn't the kind of mouthpiece that Zelina... No, she, she, was, yeah. she was, in essence, the heater. She was the Correct. big man, the, the muscle on the outside, which you can absolutely justify when, you know, yes. the backup for Santos is, is a smaller tag team. You can absolutely justify having a China-like role there. Yeah. Um, Love it. But, Love all everything about this, this. Yeah, it, it, it works perfectly as well. 100%. Um, and the other thing, uh, uh, re- just really quick comment, love seeing LA Knight back. Um, I'm not sure that it's going to matter in any way, but love to see that. Uh, I-, I-, I always liked LA Knight on NXT. Um, and then one quick thing from Raw that we we have to talk about because we keep forgetting to talk about is the Dexter Loomis Miz thing. I, I-, I had it written down, but I was trying <laughs> to move back. Like, so what, honestly, what's Johnny Gargano talking about? I, yeah, like I... <laughs> I, I I think honestly, I think it's dragged on so long and it's gotten so kind of ridiculous. I I'm almost out on it. But like, he needs I to love come, all but, the performers. No, but involved. this is the, but there's something new here. He needs there's to come but, clean. But why do I, come what clean on what? What's going to be the come clean moment that I really well, want to see that's going to make all of this worth it? Uh, hopefully, like, something that none of us see coming and it's genius. But like. Come on, man. What? Where did this come from? And that's like that's my point. <laughs> and it's like, do we need to get Johnny Gargano wrapped up in this too? <laughs> like, what? and by the way, where's Champa? And maybe that's part of this too. Like, there's something in. Although I did hear that he's banged up or something. Okay, in real okay, life. So, so, so but they, yeah, they might have yeah. played. Did I mean they? They made a point to say where is he? Right. Two weeks yeah, ago I, or last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I think Corey did say something about that. No, I think the Miz did. He said he took he, I don't even oh, I haven't he? seen Tommaso Ciampa in two weeks or something like that. Oh, that does sound right now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I but by the way, everything Miz is doing is completely justified. Again, when we're talking right. about justified people, like right. this whatever this thing is that he did might make it so all of a sudden he's not justified, but Miz is the victim in all of this. But what could it possibly be? I mean, I, I am I am interested. Like at least I, I'm interested, but I'm very prepared for it to be a, a fart noise, right? Yeah. But 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 here's the thing: at least they figured out that they had to add some kind of question to this because otherwise it was just leaving us with, okay, we're just going to keep doing this. Why? Why does Dexter Loomis care about the Miz? Why does WWE keep yeah. letting this happen? I do like the difference of them letting the Miz get one up on him. Well, that was the so that was the one thing I had uh, didn't see much on Twitter before I watched, but the one thing I saw was Miz do the skull crushing finale on the stage, and I was just like, "Oh wow, M- Miz is smart. Like this, this isn't heelish at all. This is facious. He's going to attack Loomis where Loomis can attack him." And then I saw all the stuff with the fake injury. I'm like, oh, well, they, they still kind of made him. Well, uh, and then they hit him. He hit him with like 18 chair shots right, before with, that. By the way, again, totally justified. Totally justified. What, what and, and no EMTs, no anything else. All of that without the, you know, trying to weasel his way out of the match with the, the fake leg injury and stuff would have been totally justified. I would have felt totally, I would be like, yeah, you know what? Loomis would have done the same thing to him. We have a month or six weeks of evidence that, that uh, Lewis would have done the exact same thing. So Miz can do that too. And again, he didn't go over the top with it. We didn't see EMTs. We didn't see, you know, his life in danger or whatever. So it all worked. Um, and and but, last thing I'll just say is um, I loved, I, 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 God, I loved seeing the good brothers with Cameron Grimes. What a, what a fantastic little segment that was. 
on NXT, the the one where they with Gallows yeah. smelling the money, and they actually expl- that was the only the only appearance on NXT that made sense in any way was that actually one. I, I I thought the pick your poison made sense, and I was but why would they want to? That's the part that doesn't make sense. Like, yes, it's uh, fine. Rhea it makes sense. Killing people. I, okay, I but no why problem. does Raquel care? Like, why do they care to come to NXT and work more? Like, the Gallows thing made sense because they're like, okay, where's our money, man? Where's our money? You're the money guy. Where's our money? Like, it just was so perfect. I don't, I'm not down on the yeah, other two. I just yeah. think that no, I, was I, I so liked perfect. This segment, but that was the one that, like, in preparation for it, I was like, really? We're, we're going to do this? Like, come on. At least oh, have I, a reason. I love that. Well, they, they're mercenaries. They want money, and they and by the way, they played into it on Raw, where AJ was like, "Really, guys?" Like, well, and the, but that's the thing is, I I was kind of on their side. I was like, "Really, we're doing this just <laughs> to do it? Like, we're we're having Grimes find partners in the Good Brothers just to so the Good Brothers can come on NXT?" Like, mm, I don't. I'm not. He paid him. He paid him. He he paid him, and it ended up working. So it is what yeah. it is. Uh, real quick, day one might get canceled. Um. Uh. No, I think but, it is canceled, right? Well, it's definitely not in Atlanta. I don't know if they're going to try to have it somewhere else. It seems like they still might have that, but it does oh, okay. like right now. It's unlikely. Um, how do you botch that? You knew for, I mean, you knew for a year that the Peach Bowl was going to be the uh, semi college football playoff semifinal, and you knew since May that the Falcons were going to have a home game. I don't know how this is just coming up now. That is beyond an epic failure on somebody's part. Well, especially because it's not like that, like they, you know, it's a step worse than we knew that they wanted to do day one. And we knew they did it in Atlanta last year. and They want to do it again. They actively had posters that they were sharing and like promoting this event. So like, it's not like I would even give them a pass if they're just like, yeah, we're gonna do it again next year. And then they got around to like time to lock it all, everything in. And then they're like, Oh, wait a second. Like, that's a little bit of a pass, but the fact that they did lock it all in and they did publicly announce it and they put Brock Lesnar on this big poster and they were Mm -hmm. really, really shoving it out there. That's the part that's like, what happened here, guys? Like, I I don't understand what happened here. And again, it just makes this whole like. There is a I'm not even going to say a real chance. The probability is we are going to go from July. Was it 26th? That was SummerSlam, whatever that July date was, to January 28th with the only title defense and really the only, is it the only match for Roman Reigns potentially, is to be against Logan Paul? Like, that just makes it, everything so much worse. I wonder if they want, I wonder ever- if the day one thing would shift their plans for Survivor Series in any way or Possibly, if they would add I, I, a I December think, event. I think more likely is we're like, we're going to see the first raw of January end up being, you know, because if they added December event, guess what? That's going to be one of those events. Roman reigns is not, <laughs> you know, like, right. So great. December to dismember. Woo. Yeah. It'll be like, you know, uh, I mean, the, the, what they probably would do is just title a TLC since they don't have, though. I did. I did see the news that they're going away from hell in a cell from TLC, from the themed pay-per-views, which, delights me because that that's been one of the true flaws in pay-per-views over the past decade well not only that but you can it it then opens up so much more creativity because you can sell can do be wherever well you can you can do hell in a cell match when it makes sense in the program and not force it in because it's the name of the pay-per-view which has been our biggest criticism right 
Yes. Well, the, the fact that it, it hurts the idea of Hell in a Cell because we see it so often and so often it's so it's not the thing that I mean, look, look, in the Elimination Chamber, right? Like there was times yeah. where we were like they had to force in like an intercontinental title Elimination right. Chamber or something with like w- when they didn't give a shit about the, the intercontinental title. Like like right. you might make an argument like in the next year you might see a situation where that makes sense to do because they've built up the belt to what it should be and blah, blah, blah. But this was at the time where it was a prop and they had, right. the, they had to literally like make up contenders. You right. know, it was, it was a, it a tag team one. It. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, but what this does is it potentially a, it makes the pay-per-views better because you don't have to force things in and it makes us the mat. It makes the matches themselves better because if you're only getting one hell in a cell match a year and it's for a blood feud all of a sudden that that feels right because the hell in a cell has become neutered like it, it's not what it once was same with a tlc match same with you know any of these gimmick things that they have to build around so yes i'm, I'm thrilled by that so thank you whoever came up with that idea. all right anything else wwe no i think we got to move on right yep all right um MJF, the MJF Regal promo and MJF coming out at the end. What did you make of it? Are, are they? Are, I don't know. Like, I think it goes back to what we were saying last week. Like, do we want? Do we want him to be this guy? Yeah, is, I mean, is, that's is that what we want? I, I don't know the answer. I'm fascinated. Like it was well done. I thought it was a little bit long, but overall, extremely well done. I think it got across what they wanted to get across, and I'm fascinated by where they go. Do I know that I'm necessarily going to like where they're going? No. Am I really curious to see where they're going? Am I intrigued by it? Yeah. You know, it's sort of like what we were saying for Wyatt. I have no idea where they're going. I can see roads where this ends up in a fiery train wreck. But am I really compelled by this? I am. So I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know if it's right. You know, like that's the question. It's like, I, I'm interested. I want to see where it goes. But should we? Should we? Do we want MJF to be a baby face? Like, is that what we want? Like, do we want? And, and and if he's not a baby face, do we want this to be a repeat of what he did with Punk back in the spring, where it was like he made all this sympathetic thing? And, and you can't keep doing that, him. right? Right. Like, and that's if you keep is, doing that, everybody's dumb. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I I don't want it to be a repeat of that either. So I don't know exactly what the play is from here, but I'm curious to see what they view the play is. Now, if you tell um, me this is like regal turning. That's one thing I thought of. It's like, could they be doing it where Regal? But but that's because Regal's with with Moxley, right? Yeah, he's. With oh, well, that's that's hundred percent where this is going. Then, but I, do I, I want? I guess the question is, do I want that? No, MJF I don't want any of it. I mean, like MJF doesn't need that. Like the, I mean, like, yeah. What? <sighs> explain to me one reason why you would want William Regal aligned with MJF. I, Other I than you just have too many guys and you want to give them a reason to have to run through that other group or whatever, or you want to play it like none of it's so messy. Like MJF is just great. Like, why can't, why do we have to make this so complicated with MJF? I just don't understand. Like you can turn yeah. him face without doing any of this. If, and, and, and also you could have him be the dastardly MJF without all this. I just don't really understand. 
I mean, I'll give them credit in that it's better than the treading water we had been doing. It's like, better than the, treading it, water, but yeah, like, like, like it's some, and that, and that's why I'm saying like, as far as it's something, it's far more intriguing than what I was feeling about MJF and Moxley and that whole picture last week. 100%. I'm, I'm really curious where they're going, but I do see a lot of pitfall, potential pitfalls. Do you think this highlights the issue of um, like what we were talking about last week, which is that we, we just don't know. It, like they have to introduce some other thing because they're not confident in an MJF Moxley program. I don't. I don't and so they have that. to I, introduce I like all this other stuff. I, I do think it's them wanting not so much. They don't have confidence, but the, you know, again, they were treading water. It's, it's him coming out, doing the same thing. Moxley coming out, doing the same thing. We're still a month, you know, four weeks away or whatever. And they wanted to add something to it to make it, whether it's make it more personal, make it whatever, you know, However, they're doing. I do think they wanted to add something to it, so we're talking about it more than just okay. Get through these weeks. Let's get MJF on the title of Full Gear. Great, wonderful, you know that whole thing. Um, I think that's their answer to that more than anything. But no, I, I'm still I'm still not there with they're not confident in MJF Moxley selling on its own. Okay, got it. At least that's where I'm at with it. You know, I, I think it, you know you go a number of ways. Sure. Um, was there anything else AEW wise that we really, I mean, obviously, you know, thank God that the hangman thing was only a concussion. Yeah. Um, that looked really bad. It, it looked really bad. Good, good job by the refs, by the dot rings, you know, just to, you know, as awkward as it was for, you know, Moxley very clearly just trying to fill there at the end. I thought that under the circumstances, like good, good job by everyone involved to make that all work to some extent. And good job for them not trying to finish that and just saying, look, the, the match is over. Even though this is this big main event, we're not going to try to screw around with this. Um, yeah, so so good job by them. Um, you know, every, everything else is just kind of business as usual, I almost feel like. I, I did see the, uh, the Tony Storm interview, with the, the, I can't remember who it was with, where she was basically calling out, like, just make me the champion. I thought that was funny. And I do wonder if they, <laughs> if they, if they start like, they're just like this, basically she was like uh, the, the Thunder Rosa thing is ridiculous. She's not around. Why, why am I only the interim champion? So cool. <laughs> what about, what about the, the Tony Khan meet and greet? I mean, I, <laughs> that's one of those things where like, how does your PR team not just step in and be like, Tony, Tony, I see what you're doing here. This is a horrific idea on so many fronts. Like, it's something we can't even really... If you buy tickets, you can meet me. <laughs> like, I, I, I think my favorite part of it where there are... Uh, what's the... What what uh, soccer team does he own? I'm blanking on whichever. But they're, they're like, yeah. on both the Jaguars, like, fan groups and the soccer team. They're like, should we buy tickets just so we can go yell at them about our teams? <laughs> um, <laughs> like... Like it, it's it's such a horrifically comical idea that you almost can't make fun of it because it's so ridiculous, just yeah. so absolutely absurd. Um, I definitely can make fun of it. <laughs> I, you can make fun of it, but it's just like, how does no one step in? Like, where is the PR team there? Where is the person who gets up and say, Tony, 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 Tony? No. What are no, you doing? We can't put you in an open. In open forum in front of fans right now. This is a bad time to do it. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad. Uh, okay, 
I got nothing else. I think we're good. Think we've yeah. uh, covered it. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're good. Uh, All right. What, what do you got to promote? So we just announced uh, WPOC's annual St. Jude uh, benefit show. We call it Jingle Y'all this year, and right. El, it's it's featuring L King, Joe Nichols, um, Tennille Arts, and uh, another performer that my oh Corey Kent. Thank you. Um, so tickets for that go on sale uh, the 21st. If by the time you're hearing this, they're probably on sale. Go to ramsedlive.com for those. Uh, we also announced Less Than Jake. on. Oh, sorry. That shows December 1st, which is actually also my birthday. Um, Less Than Jake. how that got done. Yeah. We're announcing Less Than Jake on December 3rd. Um, that show also will be on sale by the time you hear this. Um, and we also announced um g love and special sauce and donovan frankenreiter who will be performing together on february 4th all three of those shows are on sale if you're hearing this at ramsadlive.com go to at ramsadlive on instagram and twitter for all show announcements information pictures yada yada and as always i am at brandon linton on twitter I'm at the AOster on Twitter. Check out VSIN. We have NHL guides, NBA guides. Our college basketball guide will be coming out soon. It is the uh, the Equinox of Sports. Equinox is tonight. We have all the major sports in place, so no better time to check out VSIN.com. Get all the gambling knowledge there. So, uh, Glenn, of course, is at Glenn Clark Radio, and AJ is at AJ Francis 410. Of course, at the Ohio State game mid November against Maryland, he will be doing his. Uh, canned food drive so make sure to get your tickets for the game which you know could end up being big even though i'm sure maryland's going to be a 28 point underdog but uh hey they can get bowl bowl eligibility this week and then once you get there it's all about bowl positioning and there's some fun ones for maryland so uh definitely get your tickets to that and plan on donating food to aj so for glenn for brandon for the main event vent 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 AJ Francis. I'm Aaron Oster. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. Fuck Bush Gardens. <laughs> Still don't know about this Glenn character.